0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the
1: original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
0: Before we get to the program, I want to let everybody know just a little statement from us regarding uh, our friend Jade. Uh, the guy with the vision behind it all uh, was involved in an accident a couple of weeks ago. Uh, has been in the hospital since. Uh, his family is not looking for help. Doesn't want a lot of attention to it. But we thought we would let you or listeners know, and the people who have supported us and supported Jade for so long, uh, just to let you know why he hasn't been on the mailbag, why he hasn't been on uh, a couple of the other podcasts right now. Uh, all of our prayers, all of our love are with him and his family, and uh, we're pulling for him. And uh, uh, obviously. That's our guy right that's our guy we love him we want him to uh to be better yeah that's our super producer we love you jade hope you get back on your feet soon and we hear those dings uh so send your love your prayers your thoughts your vibes your juju your dings all of it send it over to jade and his family and uh he would want us to keep going so on to the pod
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of The Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother. We both took off last week, man, but we're back like we never left. Nando Vila, what's going on, brother?
0: Doing well, just enjoying the World Cup, you know? Greatest time, it's the best, you know? Like, when there's just games always. every day, you're just like in... Fucking... Yes. It's fucking great, you know? Even in
1: the dead of winter, I, I yeah. still am really into it. I love that if I happen to wake up at 7, seven o'clock in the morning on a given day, there is a match on. Yeah, like like it's, important it's just, one, yeah. An important one. It's just an incredible feeling. Um, I took in most of the start of it while I was in Georgia. That the was group great. group is the
0: best. The group yeah. stage is the best. It's so fun. It is, especially the final group stage day, which they're not going to do anymore, which is really sad. Uh, but the way they set it up, where it's like,
1: it's like, oh my god, this team's out. It's like, this right? Yeah yeah, 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 you know, All sorry. the scenarios that could come in. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 incredible. Just an incredible event. We'll get into that because obviously you're my soccer resident soccer friend. Um, you're an expert in the field and there's just a lot of cool components and a lot of not so cool components if we're being real to this year's world cup. And I want to get into some of those, but first man, um, you know, we missed last week, so we couldn't talk about Biden and the rail workers union, but man, um, this is, this is as bad as it gets when it comes to democratic party betrayal. Of you know, essentially the kind of voters, the kind of people that they so claim to represent in like just the starkest way possible, right? Um, we talked about it in previous episodes. The world rail workers were you know threatening to strike because they haven't got a raise in how many years. Um the amount of hours these guys are expected to work yeah. and be on call for this freaking job is insane. The zero lack sick of days. No sick days and, and the paid sick leave, all of these things that are just basic, basic labor rights. Like this, they not they're not trying to get the, the nice stuff that we get at Spotify. They're not trying to get the Facebook employee benefits. They're not trying to get none of that. They're trying to get the basic stuff man for a job that is so clearly integral to the functioning of our economy that the damn president and the ruling party had to step in and intervene um on behalf of their freaking bosses uh of course bernard sanders goat mensch legend that he is he put forth like yeah like guys like they just asking him for seven vacation days not vacation days, sick days. Like, excuse me, sick days, not vacation days. They're asking for like seven, six sick days. Like, can we at least do that for these people if we're going to force them? If we're going to intervene in here and say, you know, uh, the good of the greater economy is at stake and, you know, this is what federal government exists to do. All right, cool. If we're, if we're going to not let the market forces play out the way they're supposed to, you know, capitalist, psycho fence. Um... I just made that word up um, oh <laughs> it is sycophant I, I mix psychos with sycophant <laughs> anyway um and of course the the party um overruled them and republicans was like of course not you shitting me workers why the hell would we intervene on behalf of workers no we gotta crush them and that's what happened there though and it's just man if if it's not the saddest sack day for the democrats especially you know uncle joe the the friend of the working men's it's kind of crazy
0: yeah i mean it, the the grand total that it would have cost the railroad companies to grant the seven paid six days uh is 320 million dollars like just you know in the grand scheme of things it's like multi-billion dollar industry yeah uh, it's tiny i mean i think there's a million things to unpack uh, on this one i think this is like Again, just a stark example of 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 just the priorities in this country and how 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 the whole thing was framed. I mean, I sent you that supercut of how CNN was covering it. I mean, I think maybe we can.
1: Yeah, we'll in that in yeah. post for sure, yeah. A rail strike is one of the most disruptive and expensive things that can happen
0: to an economy. A
1: rail shutdown or strike would disrupt supply chains. A
0: strike means food prices could skyrocket.
1: Many experts are saying would be an economic catastrophe.
0: That could mean a big shortage and massive price hikes. Even gas prices could increase. And
1: it also could cost the economy a billion dollars within the first week. That would cripple the economy.
0: I'm not setting aside the concerns of your members but are you and your members willing to stop the rails, in effect, uh, and, and accept those costs to the U.S. economy? Do you believe a strike is worth it if it cripples the U.S. economy and costs up to $2 billion a day? More than $2 billion per day. Is it worth it? And on top of all of that, the holidays are right around the corner. So a little less than a month right before Christmas here. Especially right before the holidays. President Biden warning if that happened, it would devastate the economy if we had a strike like that. So joining me now to talk about this and a lot more is Bank of
1: America. It's Brian Moynihan, chairman and CEO, of one of the biggest banks in the world.
0: They focus on how it's going to devastate the economy and make your, you know, like your life, you know, your Amazon packages aren't going to get here. You know what I mean? And I think that that really shows just a the, the the way the press frames it, you know, it doesn't frame it in terms of solidarity. Like what does solidarity mean? It doesn't mean putting in, you know, like an Instagram post or whatever. It's saying like, no, even though my life may be personally inconvenienced by a strike, I recognize he has that you're
1: screwed a, at the job.
0: Exactly. And I recognize that there is a shared interest in all working people kind of banding together to stay strong in the face of an attack from from the bosses, right? So there's, there's that element, which I thought was interesting. Um, the the other thing is just like how fucking devious the Democratic Party is um, about the whole thing. Because like, you know, you, you keep saying like, oh, well, why don't you blame Republicans? Because no, no Republicans, you know, only like a handful of Republicans voted for. It's like, yeah, of course, because you took away all the leverage by splitting the bill to impose the contract on the rail workers from the seven paid sick leave issue had you kept the seven page sick leave issue on it and dared everyone else to be like either you vote for this or there's going to be a strike that puts the economy to a halt then it's then there's leverage that's the whole fucking point of a strike is that you can make the machinery of capitalism grind to a halt and,
1: and you can and you can do it on your one issue Yeah, (laughs) it's like how badly do you guys want to make your billions? Like, do you hate our sick days that much that you won't grant it to us and cost yourself that much money? Like, it—it's the the whole point. It's what the negotiation is. It's what—it's why we collectively bargain in this goddamn country, or at least used to be allowed to. It's like, bro. Like, otherwise, how else are they supposed to get anything out of this?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, in the in the Biden press release after after the, the 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 bill passed in the Senate to to impose the contract on on the workers, um, someone asked, like, "Well, what about the seven paid sick leave?" And and the president's like, the, the the press secretary was like, "Well, the president supports sick leave for all workers, but he understands that there wasn't sixty votes in the Senate." It's like, motherfucker, there weren't sixty votes in the Senate because you took away all the leverage from it. You know, your party, Nancy Pelosi, she's the one who's put the bill. Um, you know, there is no more leverage anymore. That's the whole fucking point, you know, like Jesus Christ, it's so disingenuous and so cynical that it drives me crazy. The other bigger kind of issue was, is that it's also, just shows how insane it is that this country has a private rail system, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, uh... Warren Buffett, who is no dummy. You know uh, Warren Buffett is an evil billionaire capitalist, but he's no dummy. He's invested heavily into the rail system. You know why? It's because it's a a business that prints money. You know, yeah. Because there is only a certain amount of tracks. Mm -hmm. You know that are built by.
1: You have to use this. (laughs) You have to use
0: it, and it's a it's a concession given to private interests who basically have a monopoly over those tracks. Right. You can't build like if me and you were like industrious capitalists and we're like, we're going to build a competing rail system and just build some track. Like you can't do that. You know what I mean? There's the tracks are what they are. Yeah. Um, it,
1: it, it, and, you know, because when these things were built, like obviously there was just a lot less people and like houses and towns and like, like you can't just say one day, like I'm going to figure out how to, you know, efficiently run a rail line. I don't think that's good. Like. All like, oh my God! All of the roadblocks that would, you know, magically appear in front of you, and not to mention what this industry—how they would just destroy you in the process, like, yeah, with their connections and their money. Like, it's not—they have a monopoly, um, which is supposed to be, um, you know, anti-capitalist. But what do I know? Yeah. So, but that's (laughs)
0: why—that's why one of the reasons why Warren Buffett has identified this kind of crusty old Mm -hmm. business, the rail business, Mm -hmm. as a great business because they they can't lose money there's no competition yep. you yep. know it's a great investment in that sense so it's just insane to me that they that so the so there's this rail industry right which is essential for the for the flow of goods in the economy it's essential for the economy to work as essential as one can be right it's handed over to private interests whose then goal is to shave off all the costs to the brink of this thing, all of this thing falling apart, right? You know what I mean? Like that's their incentive is to just maximize profit you know, as much as fans. So like they need to shave it, they need to shave the cost to a millimeter of the whole thing kind of collapsing. So what, what do they do is they just lean on workers. They basically, I mean, hearing the stories of some of these rail workers, it sounds fucking awful. It sounds fucking awful. They're on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 365 days a year, pretty much. And they basically have 90 minutes to report the report to work when they get the call, which means like, Oh, your daughter's birthday party is coming up next month and you want to plan something. Fuck you. You no shot. There's just no way
1: they, you know, some of the horror stories where they're just like, yo, uh, there's times I got to stay in these damn hotels. And sometimes I don't even get the call, but I need to be close enough to where I'm needed and just be there. Like it's, it's absurd. And then again, this, this, this business makes a lot of money. The least you could do for the people who keep the fucking thing running is like not treat them (laughs) like dirt, man. Like again, there are jobs in the economy, right? Um, Cause you know, I listened to some, a lot of tech media and when Elon was doing the the nasty stuff that he was doing to a lot of Twitter employees, a lot of them was like, yeah it's fucked up but it's like it's tech workers come on man these people they have really cushy ass jobs like it's they're not like iron steel workers you know they got their uh severance packages they'll probably be able to land on their feet somewhere else in tech it'll be fun like there was a sense of just like yes it's whack what elon is doing but we're talking about the most pampered workers in the economy you know um broadly speaking right like obviously there's like NBA players and whatever people that get that have better benefits that are workers but you know the the most pampered workers in economy that's not what we're talking about here it's yeah. literally the exact opposite man um they do a job that is can't say enough it's it's essential i know remember we used to these people were a sainted class before
0: essential workers yeah.
1: essential workers were a sainted class they're no longer that i guess anymore especially not in liberal media and um you know they, they, they don't have these cushy benefits they're not getting this exorbitant ot right look i'm from new york i have a lot of friends who work in mta uh MTA is another one of those weird, convoluted pu- public-private partnership situations. Uh, Long Island Railroad, all of that stuff. Um, man, these cats get paid. <laughs> they get OT out the ass. They get their sick days. They get listen. They get taken care of. Okay. Um, there's an understanding that, like, man, if these fools don't do what they're doing every single day in New York City, that thing can't work. It cannot function. Um, but you know, and and New Yorkers complain about the fare hikes and all of that, but everybody kind of understands that the, the city can't function as it currently stands without, you know, the transit system, right? And I'm not saying they're fat cats in the MTA. I'm just telling you, man, they got those are good jobs. Long Island Railroad, oh my God, great jobs to have. This ain't that. Allows for, a,
0: allows for a comfortable middle-class life.
1: Yes, exactly. Secure, exactly. you know, yeah. Exactly. You know, you get to take your family on vacations, probably own a crib, all of that. It's not going to be some McMansion or anything crazy like that, but you're a homeowner. You can take your family on vacation. You could probably pay for a moderately priced private school if you it's felt it, like it.
0: That's what the economy was like in like 1961 you know what I mean right. for, a, for the vast majority of people in this country it was like you had a stable unionized job mm-hmm. you weren't rich like you weren't yeah. a fucking you know are no, not know, rich you weren't no. rich but you were a, you lived a very comfortable secure middle-class life with you know job protections and you know
1: yeah um, yeah and just, what they're doing to these rail workers is just they're they're, they're just stiffing them and the dems put their name on this shit and like unabashedly and just with no sh- it's disgusting bro i mean it's it's just you know what
0: this is politics you know this is what politics really is you know this is an actual right, political fight right right
1: you know right
0: this is like what politics really is not what passes for politics on msnbc every night. critical
1: race theory all of that and yes like you know like this
0: person said that and that person said that and like you know what's the right thing or whatever like no this is politics there's fucking you know whose side are you on you know Mm -hmm. like the, the most essential question whose side are you on this is fucking politics everything else is just fucking noise and i think that there's a lot of you know, in many ways, um, you know, even though the, rail work, the, the the contract was imposed on the rail workers and things like that, like hopefully people can see a story like this and, and clarify things for them. And I think one of the things that is starting to change a little bit in this country, and it's one of the sort of small green shoots you see on the grim political landscape that, that, that is out there when you look kind of ahead into the future is that some of the more powerful unions in this country are shedding their buck broken Democratic Party uh, you know, ties and really kind of responding to a grassroots um, rank and file anger that exists amongst a lot of their um, a lot of their ranks to really reform and democratize. So you know, we talked about it a little bit. There was an election at the Teamsters Union mm-hmm. that, uh, after Jimmy Hoffa's son uh, was, was, was retired, and like the, the the sort of left flank of that election, you know, the the non the non establishment wing won. Sean O'Brien, he's not the, the head of the Teamsters Union, one of the largest, most powerful unions, and he's he's no fucking he's not a fucking pussy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that guy is, you know, he's gonna he's gonna fight when needed. Um, There's there's an election coming up at the United Auto Workers um, in which there's also a similar dynamic, like the sort of, you know, liberal, like go along to get along leadership that is kind of totally corrupt and and, and wholly kind of uh, dependent on the Democratic Party is being challenged from the left. And it looks like the left challenge might actually win. In in, in this rail strike, dude, something like eight of the 12 unions involved in, in the rail strike voted to accept the contract. And then the members, the actual rank-and-file members voted against it. You know, the leadership wanted them to, wanted to impose the contract (laughs) on them. And the rank-and-file was like, fuck no, we're not doing it. We're not taking this bullshit contract with no paid sick. What what the fuck are you guys doing? You know, like, (laughs) like what? (laughs) You know? Um, And and so you're starting to see kind of more labor militancy brewing. I'm not saying it's like you know right. it's around but it's 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 brewing a little bit and then that's the only thing that's going to change the that's political it. landscape in this country nothing else that's
1: it it's not it's 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 not going to be um sloganeering it's not going to be marching for no fucking reason it's going to be Warnock behind beating
0: herschel walker it's you
1: know, not going we'll to do about. it yeah. it's not going to do it um it's just organizing and fighting these fucking interests collectively. That's it. Like the democratic party will not be your savior. They just prove it time after time. After this is just the craziest shit. It's just like, do you guys have no pull whatsoever with these oligarchs? Like nothing, you can't even convince them of, you know, the slightest concession. You know, I think about, um, Adam Adam Silver and um David Stern, right? Where obviously David Stern uh he worked for the owners 100%, but he had enough cachet and he was a big enough hard ass that he could get them to see the light on the most important things. Whereas it's just like, guys, I know we we're going to fuck them. Don't worry. We have to fuck. Them. We're going to fuck the players. Don't worry however there are well, the these
0: players are unionized though you know yeah. <laughs> like, there's, a way,
1: there's a way for the
0: players in the union you know? it's in
1: the union and there's a way for them to hurt us if we really take this too goddamn far like there's a way that he was able to explain it and, and i understand you know nba nerds are going to be like well you know it's a little bit different where those things were mom and pop operations whereas now it's all these scumbag hedge fund type of guys and you know uh, venture capitalists kind of sharks libertarian psychopaths I get all of that but like David Stern was an effective manager you know because that's all these guys are right like the government is just middle managers for the rich ass people of our country who actually run this thing who yeah. actually make the tough and hard decisions the Dems are just middle management right but guess what David Stern was just a way better middle manager. Like there are people just way better at this shit. It's a skill. This skill. Um, whereas these cats just in in the, like, just the idea that you could come out and say this with a straight is how disconnected are you from people seven paid sick days in a year, This like, what, like, do you not know anybody with a
0: fucking job? In the NBA, uh, you know, salaries go up, you mm-hmm. know, over time, right? Is the share? Right.
1: Of, oh my God! Yeah, it's a, their salaries are based on a percentage of revenue.
0: Exactly, like, and, and so yeah, exactly. So like, there's that no never
1: the rest. Exactly. The like,
0: well, no, but that's what no, but that's what that's what a fully unionized workforce gets. They fix, you know, like they they they're negotiating in it. the contract. Is like Ten dollars, like you know, labor gets seven. You know, whatever. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. You know, and if not, fuck you. That, that used to be the case in America in that sort of middle period of the 20th century when, you know, the sort of at the height of the labor power in this country, maybe starting in the 1930s, all throughout like basically 1980, is that wages for average people grew at the exact same rate as productivity and GDP. Okay. In 1980, the, the GDP and productivity kept on going up and then <laughs> and the wages, the wages stayed
1: flat. flat. Yeah. I wonder what happened. wonder why that, that is.
0: That's it. It's it. You know, like the NBA, union like busted. they're 100% unionized and it's like, they can't do anything. They can't do anything about it. Like no matter how evil or hedge fundy the owners are, like, even if like all the most evil hedge funds in the world got together, you know, at the end <laughs> yeah. of the day, they need the players to fucking play.
1: If not, yeah, they don't have anything. Them. Exactly. Exactly. And as long
0: as the players stay stick together on this shit, they're never yeah. gonna that, that share of their revenue is never gonna go down.
1: Right. Ever. Um and they've gotten, you know, they've gotten screwed. I think they got screwed. The last time it went down, it went down about six percent from fifty-seven to fifty one. And, you know, that was see the owners, oh man, oh, they circle jerked themselves for that. They were so proud of themselves for that one. But I think after that happened, I think the players became like a little militarize the bottoms It's like these motherfuckers do not deserve more than forty nine percent of this pie that we bust our asses, put our bodies on the line to um to achieve. And I think, you know, TV contracts keep going up and whatever, but I don't I don't know that they would they would budge on that. But who knows? Um but yeah, I you know that was just a divergence. This is just say like the Dems is middle management to the ruling class. They just fucking suck yeah they just suck you know I feel like a lot most NBA players if we're going to use this loose example see Adam Silver is a pretty benign you know whatever force they're not they're not they don't see him as like some fucked up we hate him kind of situation it's it is what it is with him right I think they actually get along with him pretty well especially Leadership, which might be a little too well, but whatever. That's another conversation for another day. Um, I don't see how American workers, American citizens can look at the Democratic Party and say, Yeah, yeah, nah, you you you're effectively doing your job. It's it's absurd. Um, yeah. and with that, you know, we do gotta get to Warnock and um Hershey Walker uh speaking of which, because just yo man. <laughs> Warnock wins this race this for the Senate seat in Georgia by the skin of his teeth in a runoff, but I, 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 again, I'm of two minds with this like part of me is like, wow, okay, Hershey Walker lost, one of the worst candidates we've ever seen in our lives, probably worse yeah. since Roy Moore, who was known for touching little girls. okay? yeah, he was yeah. He's probably a little bit better than that. Still could have won this race. Um, like, like, it's like, I'm happy Warnock won, but I'm also just like, whoo, whoo, whoo. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, I'm,
0: uh, I'm seeing, uh, you know, buzz for Warnock as like the future kind of leader of the democratic party, oh, you know, like post Biden, you know, black reverend from the South, you know, oh, uh, <laughs> that's what they're saying, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, he barely beat Herschel Walker, like, as you said. I mean, dude, we were just, like, laughing about it before the show. It's like, it's fucking Herschel Walker was going to be in the United States Senate by, like, a millimeter, you know? Fucking he Hershel got
1: 1.6 million votes in the it's state of wild. Georgia. 1.6 million people got up out of their crib or maybe set the mail and whatever the hell they did. Yeah. To get this man elected, it's 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 the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, again, I, I understand that Georgia is not some you know liberal bastion. It, it, it you know it's not like he was about to win in New York or some crazy shit or you know uh, <laughs> uh, any other you know liberal enclave. But it, it's just, whoo! American politics is just so just unhinged at the moment right and the guy can run no kind. like there's no real campaign you know uh i I, sometimes you see republicans win it's like all right that guy was kind of savvy in how he got that done herschel walker was just like i'm herschel walker i used to be good at football um you know i delivered memories for a lot of the older folks here in georgia Sit. that's it
0: yeah By the way, like I'm just I'm just like comically inept. I'm like, you know, just a brazen hypocrite, just paying for abortion. Oh my god.
1: And and look, and Warnock is in some like crazy flaming lib, you know, that I could understand that Georgians might be like, hold on, man, look, we don't need Herschel, but we're not trying to get, you know, uh goddamn noam chomsky up in here
0: (laughs) we're not trying to go or even like nancy pelosi right like you know right he's got some you know when you hear him speak he's like you know he's a he's a reverend you know he's got like yeah yeah he's yeah. He's,
1: he's a he's a pretty good candidate to run for a democrat in that state and they and they barely did it um but you know uh we we got the senate again and it's the senate is there and so then the Dems are in control, Nando. So that means we're gonna well, get I mean, all these. What is wild uh, goodies? What, what is
0: wild? You know, is that Brandon has had the greatest midterms for a for a first term president like ever. <laughs> 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 fucking Brandon, you know, like fucking brain dead Brandon is like. I think Republicans flipped one Senate seat and yeah. like one gubernatorial race or something. Like something ridiculously. Small. I mean, people thought it was gonna be a blood a bloodbath and all the fundamentals said it was going to it was going to be a bloodbath. But mm-hmm. they flipped one seat and yeah. I think one gubernatorial seat or something like or, or maybe two seats and like it's just ridiculously disappointing from the Republicans, which again shows you just how insanely weird they've gotten that yeah. they that they that they're losing like the most Layup election of all time. A sitting president in the first term always gets whacked. Always. Remember Obama got whacked, Trump got oh, whacked. Yeah. They always get whacked. Um, and Biden, you know, yeah, Republicans flipped zero Senate seats and one gubernatorial race. That's it. They flipped one.
1: <laughs> that's tough. It's tough. Terrible gas a president yeah. who can barely talk publicly yeah, like, like the yeah. guys like I him leaking out of his now. fucking
0: ears yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy um but I, we had to touch on that but I do want to get into world cup cuz i've again um thoroughly 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 enjoyed it uh some just incredible moments um just seeing the 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 enthusiasm and just the passion and, and and honestly man I think about this a lot because I, I I work in sports I feel like sports are just one of the few things that we're getting right just generally just the the idea that all of these people want to come together and do this and have fun and sing songs and scream at other fans and do all of this like just as a as a humanity um you know I, t- I tend to get a little bit sentimental about what we do with sports and 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 you know the the world cup is an example of that and of course you know we know what happens the the ruling class is going to weaponize our goodness against us and do all kinds of fucked up shit like you know uh slave labor and all kinds of crazy corruption and all of that like we know that we know they're going to weaponize our love and our joy and our passion for this thing they can't just let us do that and you know be (laughs) humane about uh managing that they got to be disgusting about it but you know I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed um these past few weeks man I mean, dude, it's just every
0: game has stakes. Every, you know, this is, what, this is my big problem with American sports. You know, outside of the NFL, in which every game feels like it has stakes mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. But, dude, I, like, used to be such an NBA fan. I really struggled to get into it. I re- every year, I'm like, maybe this year I'll follow the heat again and I'll get, like,
1: excited. Bro, the 82 I, game thing is a lot. Dude, it's, it's a lot. Not it's just the star. number of
0: games, but the fucking regular season doesn't fucking matter.
1: Yeah, you know, straight up, it's 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 it's. I'm I'm literally, and I think it's because I've become such a big fan of the Premier League and a lot of um other European soccer. It's just what you said. It's I'm I'm of the mind the NBA needs to strip it down dramatically. Like do a round robin, everybody plays each other twice, once at each. Person stadium and boom, and, and boom, we're done. Like yeah. let's no, I mean, go. Limit
0: the number of people that make the, the number of teams that make the playoffs. Yeah, so limit the playoffs,
1: goes. all of that stuff. Um, you know, yeah. my dream honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Part of me is just like, man, why why don't we just do the Premier League? Fuck the playoffs. Yeah, just <laughs> let's, whoever wins let's, the most games, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's a maybe long do, ass sprint. maybe do one
0: final, you know. Maybe you maybe like it used, yeah, to, be in, maybe like it used to, to be in baseball. You know we sure. the you know, final the team yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah the final team two teams can play in the finals or whatever figure it whatever. figure or it not out. or
0: just do a league yeah, yeah. because dude <laughs> yeah every game from day 1 a league format from day 1 you got stakes
1: yes you got to win every game the 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 group stage is stakes like you don't pick up points here you're losing ground you lose a match instead of time you're losing ground like it's dude, it's do- Germany
0: like was one goal away from like had Germany not conceded the second goal against Japan they'd be through and honestly they'd be kind of favorite like they'd be one of the favorites (laughs) they had they had the highest xg which is this new advanced stat called expected goals where they measure the quality of your chance
1: of the shot yeah it's Mm -hmm. like
0: scientific thing and whatever
1: yeah Um, we have that in the NBA um it's like uh shot act expectancy or whatever, it's the right. same thing. Like the quality right. of your shot, how many quality shots did you get? The percentage right. that that shot usually goes in, like and it shows overtime. that you're, yeah, yeah. you're running great offense or whatever. Right. It just, it's just, it's an indication that you're you're running fluent offense. Cause
0: I remember when Germany lost to Japan in the first game, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And I was like, I watched that game and I was like, Germany played played well. I was like, I thought Germany <laughs> played well. And then they played well against Spain, you know, and they tied, 1-1, you know, tough game, whatever. Um, and they destroyed Costa Rica, but it wasn't enough. And they fucking out of the group stage. And I was like, Germany had the top expected goals of everyone in the group stage. And yeah. they were out. That's um, That's because so- the beauty of soccer. One goal mm-hmm. changes everything. You know? It changes yep. fucking everything. And I love also, like, I mean, the other thing that's underrated about soccer is that there's no breaks, dude. No timeouts. Like, no. why don't they eliminate timeouts for American sports?
1: Why no, do they have timeouts we in the NBA? We just don't get rid need of them. It. We don't need it. Make a we play. Don't we don't need it. Uh, be more thorough about your substitutions, but we don't need the timeouts. But again, the timeouts is so, it's so built around the broadcast shit, the that's all it is. Yeah. It's just the TV is just like, yo, we gotta sell dick pills. We gotta sell Activia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys, but we gotta then, sell it's, beer. It's, it's,
0: in soccer, what happens is like, you know, a goal changes everything, right? And, you know, and in, in what would happen in American sports is like, okay, you know, you're up 2-0, you know, and the other team scores a goal. And then you just call timeout, and then you're like, right, "Let's gather ourselves," you know, like let's. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, no, the and then, and soccer no, no. could
1: just be an avalanche. <laughs> you're out there, and you're
0: like, "Oh shit!" You know, like I got uh, all of a sudden I got like the you know it's the the fear starts crawling into you, and you can't look at your sideline, you can't you know, can't step off the field for a second, get some water, and just gather yourself, and just be like, okay, okay. We got this, you know. Like no, no, you're out there, and you got to fucking go. Um, it makes it so much more exciting, and. Man, I just I mean, the World Cup just is so fucking fun. It's, it's, it, it's incredible, just... and
1: I, and I, look, I don't need to get into the fucking Doha, the the. Yeah. You know, I went and it on American
0: Prestige. Yeah, you, check it out.
1: Go listen to American Prestige. Nando's on there. Obviously, Danny Bessner is our brother. Um, he's you know he's basically a woke bro. Go check that out. They get into the politics of. You know, cutter and all this shit, what the golf states are about and sports washing and all of that. We're not going to do that here. I want to get into sportsy, takey stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I remember, um, let's, do it. Like, yeah, 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 let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I remember, I guess it would have been 2014 when James had that incredible yeah. World Cup and he yeah. became a guy just from yeah. that World Cup. Who do you think is the James of Ooh. this tournament? Good question.
0: Um, the kid, the, the, well, dude, the guy from fucking Portugal that just scored three goals, Cristiano's backup oh that came in. Bro. Dude, dude, I never even, I never even see that guy play. Like, i heard his name, bro, but i never seen him play. He's playing in the
1: bullshit league right now. Yeah, and he's in
0: Portugal and Benfica, yeah. and dude. That first goal, he just turns and just fucking rifles it in the top corner. I was like, shit, that is fucking and then he scores two more. And I'm like, this is Cristiano's twenty-one year-old backup. I'm like, this guy might this guy might go for big money. Um the guy, I mean, he, he's not exactly Hamas because people did know him, but the kid, the the nineteen year old from England, uh, Jude Bellingham, is gonna. Is gonna yeah, yeah, be yeah, yeah. Uh, Yaya
1: Chore just put out yeah. a, a article um, in the in the Athletic today yeah. where he's praising that dude. And he's like, "Bruh, that's a, he's been my favorite, most exciting guy to watch in the tournament right now."
0: Yeah. He's 19 years old. He's the captain of Borussia Dortmund. He's one of the captains of Borussia Dortmund, which is pretty mm. impressive when you're 19 years old. That's a big um, club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Germany. He's, and he's, like, living in Germany. It's, like, a whole – I mean, he's, he must be, like, mentally really tough. Um, there's a couple defenders that are just, like, incredible. Like, the guy in Croatia that wears the mask, this guy, Gvardiol, mm-hmm. I've never even heard of him. He plays for some German team. Dude, that guy's incredible. That guy's a fucking beast. <laughs> and he's skilled, and he's he's great um and then the kid from the he's he's kind of quietly having a really really good tournament the kid from Holland uh Gapko um Cody he plays for he plays for some fucking Dutch team you know I'd never even heard of him um because I don't watch the Dutch League and dude he's scoring I think he has three goals already um
1: what's his name Brazil um had the goal of the tournament in my Uh, Charleston Yes. Uh yeah. that was just that that shit was crazy. We bounced it off his By leg. By the way,
0: Richarlison, also one of the few left wing players, outspoken left wing players on Brazil. Like most of the players in Brazil, if they're they're either oh, apolitical, Oh, he's, a Lula, guy? he's okay. a Lula guy. Okay. All right. All right. So he's
1: like, my my favorite yeah. player?
0: Yeah, yeah, dude, he's 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 like, you know, he's out there saying like every, you know, every worker deserves like a, you know, a decent standard wow. of food on their table. You know you like wow. support Lula. All the, like, Neymar's a big Bolsonaro guy, you know? A lot of them-
1: That doesn't surprise me whatsoever, dude.
0: A lot of them are, like, right-wing evangelicals, which is, like, a big new thing in Brazil. Like, the evangelical Mm. movement is taking over Brazil in a big way. You know, like, Protestants, not not Catholics. You know, not like us. Yeah, we don't, Uh, yeah.
1: This is not a Protestant show. Sorry, Protestant. We don't
0: like the fucking evangelicals. We
1: we do the original. We down with the OGs. Sorry. We're Papists over here. (laughs) <laughs> it's a famous podcast. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, just so he's a left wing uh, guy. He's a cool guy, dude.
0: He he just signed. Uh, he signed this summer for Tottenham. So he's he's a kind of big team already. You know, like he's, okay, yeah. He's, yeah but he's, you know,
1: he just I feel like his name hasn't really become like a thing yet. But he's yeah. he's um he's been pretty impressive. Although I will say. I've, I've, I'm not gonna lie. I've always been of a bit of a Neymar skeptic. Where it's just like, "Mm, eh." um, they're they're just a different animal when he's out there. That game that he didn't, that match that he play, the it just they they did they didn't have the feel right. He's just their most creative guy, and um he.
0: The Brazil looks <sighs> good. Brazil looks yeah, good.
1: that's what I was gonna say. I I, I yeah, hate to be that tough. person that 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 is just like, yeah, the Brazilians are gonna win the cup again. But dude, it feels that way watching them play.
0: They have everything, dude. That's the thing, is they have everything. They mm-hmm. they don't have holes. They yeah. really don't. Their keeper they got is so good. From the back like line, their goalkeeper creativity. Yep. Yeah, their goalkeeper is so good. Like that Allison, that fucking guy is so good. Their their defenders are all so good. You know, their midfielders Casemiro and Lucas Paqueta. That kid Lucas Paqueta is fucking nasty. He is yeah. dude, he's another guy. Like he's kind of quietly putting together an amazing tournament. Like he's so creative. He's so good. He's not even that famous. He plays on West Ham United. He's not like you know, he's not like on one of the biggest teams, but he's fucking filthy. And Casemiro obviously has won five Champions Leagues with Real Madrid. You know, that guy's a fucking yeah. winner. And then Vinicius so much speed on the wings with Vinicius and Richarlison, Neymar creativity and then Richarlison uh, and, and sorry, Rafinha and Vinicius and then Richarlison up top. They're stacked. They got everything. I mean, in terms of talent really the only team that can measure up is 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 France. Mm-hmm. But France they don't have as they don't have as good a midfield, you know. Mm-hmm. Although Griezmann is playing in the Neymar role and he's playing really well and then Mbappe is just a fucking dude, Yeah, he's
1: is, he's um He's 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 pretty pretty fucking ridiculous. Like, I know I talked a lot of shit at your birthday party about how he yeah. can't fuck with um our guy over there, Holland. But like watching him in this tournament, because I'm not gonna lie, I don't watch a lot of PSG matches. I'm nah. sorry. I who, don't watch beat up on a bunch of fucking bum ass French teams. I'm sorry I could give a fuck about that. But like watching him in this tournament, like He's so good at just imposing his will, right? Dude. Um, like it's just like he sees a, a like one guy trying to mark him, then he's just like, bro, like <laughs> he's so much I'm not faster. gonna allow you to do that. No, <laughs> he just so allows the team to yeah. just play him. So it's it's really cool to watch him. And you know, he's been really unselfish with the ball. Um, this tournament, he's not trying to like be a glory hog and be like, no, it's about me scoring a hat trick every game. You know, so that's been really cool to watch. So yeah, Mbappe is—he's fun. He's—he's he's yeah. good. But yeah, I, I really, truly do, and I'm not being a Haitian right now by doing this. I—I I, I do um, believe that Brazil is—is is the best, the best uh side yeah. that I've watched. No, I agree. This tournament, I agree. and I think we should. Yeah, I, I uh, decided this is—I
0: was thinking about it yesterday because Cristiano got benched, and then his backup scored a hat They great. were dominant. Yeah, mm-hmm. more dominant. And I was thinking that this is the funniest possible outcome for this World Cup was. Portugal, so Cristiano, uh, Portugal benches Cristiano and they make it to the final where they play Argentina and Messi starts, but but, but Cristiano's on the bench and then Portugal wins. So Cristiano (laughs) technically has a World Cup. (laughs) You know, like...
1: Oh my god, that would be just I think I would I think I would spend about 10 days straight listening to nothing but soccer podcasts yeah. about that um dynamic. That would be yeah. just incredible.
0: Cuz it feels like if Messi wins it, like the GOAT conversation seems like it's really hard yeah. to argue it's, against it's, it's him. It's tough for you Cristiano. Know? Yeah. It's tough for Cristiano and it's tough for like pretty much everyone else. Everybody, like it's tough for Maradona, yeah. it's tough for Perez, it's tough for everyone, you know. Messi, yeah. you yeah. know. His numbers are like Gretzky level and but he just doesn't have the World Cup. And yeah, it's a little Stugatsy, but like uh yeah. you know, like wear the, the rings.
1: Yeah, how about yeah. that? Do, yeah, it do it in the, the World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah. Do yeah, it yeah, when yeah. it counts.
0: Exactly. Um, <laughs> so the idea of Cristiano winning a World Cup but as a backup is just like Yeah, that uh, would be uh, just
1: perfect chaos. Um man, yeah. I cannot wait for Friday. Um I'm gonna figure out yo, we need are you going anywhere to watch France and England on Saturday? Dude,
0: I'm gonna I'm flying to Mexico this weekend.
1: So. Oh, whoa, Lord! All I'm right, well, wait,
0: are there games tomorrow?
1: Wait, what's, is it tomorrow that there's games? I think it's Friday and Saturday.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It sucks that there's two two fucking days without a game. It's terrible. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be gone on weekend.
1: Uh, all right, so we well, should get together.
0: We should get together on Tuesday to and Tuesday and Wednesday to watch the semis. All right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I'm with that. Let's let's lock that in. Um, we will see you guys next week. Make sure you become a patron. Um, patreon.com backslash counter ding support what we're doing up here. It's a start a couple Starbucks every single month. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.